know what I mean? I'm 32 years old. Can't keep doing this shit. Oh, man, you good. Would you take Issa back? Bitch, I'm taking calls, no small talk. 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 Yo, what is up, everybody? You are listening to. Where's my 40 acres podcast? This is the boob tube insecure reviews. We're back for episode six. We got two episodes left for this the is season. So sad. I know they like done so much in six episodes already, but I don't feel like they won't be able to complete the story for this season. And that's right. why I love insecure. Yeah, I'm sad mostly because it kind of feels like we just started insecure, I guess, because we were so excited for it to come back on. And just to know that, oh, wow, two more episodes. But yeah, I think these next two episodes are going to be kind of like a um, wrap up. A lot of like loose ends, loose stories that we never got. Like like the whole thing about um, Tiffany and her husband. I feel like we're going to get some more insight into that. Uh, Actually, I think they're done with her. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You think they're done? I think they're done. Like she's not gonna be on the next two ones? No. I, I think they I think in the last episode they might do all of them. Like they <laughs> do every season just having them come together, maybe, but I think they're done with that part of the story. I think the whole thing that happened with Kelly this episode and Tiffany, they were leading up to that, starting with the Beyonce. Uh well not the Beyonce, the Coachella episode. Yeah, but this. you remember they kind of were it was kind of weird, even Tiffany and her husband's relationship. I mean, their relationship seems fine now. Mm, He's happy I to still be a think dad. It's something. I oh. think something we're gonna find out. I don't think they have enough time to do all of that. Maybe they'll have the baby. I don't think that, it doesn't have to be like a long drawn out thing, but I think it'll be mentioned. I'm curious. What do you think is there between her and her husband? I don't know, maybe like they had some issues going on because it wasn't all peaches and cream at one point. Like it was kind of like they said some subliminal funny things. This episode? Like, huh? This episode? No, not this episode. Like oh, since she um, became pregnant. Oh, I mean, but his, I'm just looking at his character like in the moment right now. Say so he seemed oh, fine no. this episode. I'm just saying in general, like up leading up to the last episode coming out, I think some I'm well, I'm hoping that, you know, between her Tiffany and her husband, something that, that is kind of addressed. Cause there is something there. Mm. Uh, maybe. 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 There's a lot of things you don't catch sometimes. I, I'm just like I said I just base everything insecure kind of works in like moments of now so I just look at what they presented us from his character this episode if they were to bring something up it would absolutely be introducing something that they haven't addressed all season that's why I'm just kind of like I don't know why they would do that in the last two episodes but you never know like just you, it, I mean again it's two episodes we really don't know you never know that's but true. that's just what I'm hoping because I kind of I noticed that earlier on mm-hmm. they could. that's all like I think they're um they you know everybody's like oh Lawrence is back I actually think Lawrence is done 
I think I think they did that whole him and Issa getting together and being able to have a conversation without like fighting or saying fuck you or anything like that to show that they both kind of moved on in their different directions. Like it was closure. Yeah, like closure after the storm closure. Yeah, she and she she said she's over him, so that kind of ended that. But um, yeah, that's I think that's the only reason why they brought him back. Yeah, unless he's going to be trying to, because he did also say he's tired of fucking hoes. But it would, and it, this is my thing: the whole "I'm tired of fucking hoes." Well, he the hoe that he got the clap. Like this nigga, <laughs> everywhere he was going, he was like, "Hey, got this dick," and taking people back to his place and fucking them. He really went all out. I mean, like you do what you do. <laughs> like you, you do what you do. Those ladies are fucking him too, so everybody's having a good fucking time until everybody gets a round of applause. It's all fun and games until you get chlamydia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clapping season, you know. And now he <laughs> got to take medicine. And you, as like Chaz says, uh, it, it happened to you, so it's part of your story now. No matter if you, you know, vaccinated or not, part of your story, nigga. It is. I mean, I'm kind of glad. As um, one thing, I'm kind of glad that they did show was the fact that he was calling people. Because most dusty niggas ain't gonna do all of that. Be like, well, you know. Chaz wasn't. Chaz said he won't go do it. Yeah. No, because most of them don't. Like they would, they'll go and they'll find. First of all, be he he went to the doctor. That's another like something most niggas ain't gonna do. And then to find out that he has it. Oh, I can all have to take is some antibacterial. Okay, and or okay, but. Also need to let others know that I have it. At least he responsibly did that. Was calling people, despite him calling people that he didn't even fuck. <laughs> yeah. They just completely was responsible with that part. He didn't even fuck. <laughs> you know, it I mean, and I like the way that they continued the episode from within the 7-Eleven cliffhanger of last last episode. And they they were really smart about the montage shit. Instead of doing a whole episode of flashback for Lawrence, because again, with eight episodes, you really don't have time to waste and you need to find very efficient ways to tell people whole stories, like catch them up to now so we can continue with the story that they've already set in play this season. So the montage of him fucking and getting the clap and them kind of showing that he's doing better at his job too was a really ingenious idea. They were able to do that in like a smooth five minutes. And we're all mm-hmm. caught up now. Because it ain't like he's been doing that much shit. He's been fucking random chicks. He's actually now being listened to at work. So he's moving up there. He stopped trying to give them bullshit old ass ideas. Them uh, Facebook beta ideas. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, he getting STDs too. So he's learning about the body and everything. He's learning some anatomy about himself. We found out about Chad. <laughs> is, it, is it Chaz or Chad? I thought it was Chad. It can be either. Um, it, it doesn't matter. No, He's lonely now. I thought it was Chad as well. It, he, I know he, well, he titty fucking Chad then now. Uh, on the Who's strippers, snitched? bruh. Like, <laughs> his boy is snitched. You know one of them niggas snitched. Like, come on. <laughs> or she got cameras in the crib. Cause she know that nigga be cheating. Yeah, I think it's probably, she probably got cameras. She might have hired one of them bitches. was like, as soon as you, as soon as you see his dick. Let a bitch know. That nigga's a titty fucker. Did he titty fuck you? <laughs> like, she know. And he been she fucking people since, uh-huh. last, since we met Chad, he been cheating. So that ain't no new shit. 
But I like the whole insecurity of him. Just kind of play it off. Like he he lives in this fantasy world of where he didn't cheat. And Lawrence has to keep reminding him, nigga, she left you because you cheated. I'm so confused right now. So if you and you had to listen, like Chad is a he's he's mumbling this whole episode, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason he's mumbling is because in Lawrence's flashback, there's a scene where he's on the couch and the two strippers are on him, on Chad, and yep. he tells everybody to leave. And Lawrence is kind of looking like, well, you got two asses on you, Chad. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to titty fuck him. And mm-hmm. he used to be his girlfriend. He didn't. He had a wife. Chad had. Chad has always had a wife. They just never show her. Oh, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, Chad always had a wife, but we never see her because it's pretty much showing us that he's out here fucking around in his relationship. Yo, him and Dro should be real tight friends as far as I'm concerned. But I know, and it can get confusing too because like in the scene where they're at the bar, it almost looks like... And it, uh, Didn't he kind of say that she left me at the altar even my grandmother and then were there? Uh, that might have been what happened. She, I th- well, I think they were at his bachelor's par- bachelor party when right, he titty-fucked them girls. Right, for him to be married. Right, so his, his bachelor party was the night before... And, and she, she found out. Yeah, she left him at the altar because she found out he was titty fucking strippers. <laughs> Which you know that means one of his boys told. I guarantee you, like you yeah. saying his cameras. One of his boys told on him. One of his niggas straight up stitched on him. Okay. Yeah. So you can't trust your niggas like that. All your niggas ain't your right. niggas. Even if it's indirectly, because you know he could have told his home girl and was like, "What?" Yeah. Let me tell you know such and such, but yeah, he was yeah he was mumbling something serious at the bar, and then remember he said, "Man, you don't do that to nobody." My grandmother was there. This <laughs> nigga, we could have worked it out. I, I was like, when, uh, when, when, when Tiffany's husband showed up, and he was like, "Man, I'm gonna be a good father." He jumped in. I was gonna be a great husband, but you know the bitch, I had to leave the bitch in the office. So, like Lawrence, is like, no nigga, she left you. <laughs> you cheated. <laughs> Let's get it right. Right. He was real insensitive about that shit. It's it's cool to see a bothered nigga on television. A nigga that was so confident, Mr. Bluetooth on the bench in that picture. All of a sudden now he is completely bothered by the fact. I mean, he took that risk. You he yeah. pulled his dick out and he took that risk. He did. And there he it is. I, you know, I, in, you know, especially because, you know, they they are always levels to bachelor parties and some niggas really believe like, oh, this is the last night I'm quote unquote single. I can fuck as a free pass because I'm not married technically. Yeah. No, not tonight. Nope. <laughs> no, it's, it, there's no such thing. I hate that whole pass and shit. Like I get a pass to go be freedom. That's bullshit. You don't. You shouldn't need that in a marriage. If you need a pass, then you shouldn't be in a marriage. Exactly. That's just. I don't even understand how that works. But Ashley has my. Ashley has my topics for the night, and she's gonna read them. No. Yeah. Okay. In my best reading voice. Right. So you don't have to start with the first one. So what have you been up to? That's Lawrence's whole backstory. So we we surpassed that. I don't know what you said, but you. you, I know why you're making me read this. Yeah. You wrote this like how you speak. Okay, no, actually, you should just read it. I don't know what you said, but you know who does. God. So that was the scene where Issa goes to get the paperwork so she could get the block party initiative shit started. And that homegirl says something about her in Spanish. I have no idea what she said. (laughs) I'm sure somebody translated it on Twitter. If I looked it up on Twitter, I'm sure I could find it. 
quick fast. But if y'all want to find out, just go on Twitter and search "insecure Spanish my girl." Couldn't even pick it up. Yeah, no, yeah. See, she she went in, but so Issa has no idea what she's doing with this whole block party shit. Like she thinks she Dave Chappelle, but it's not gonna go like that. She don't I have think those it's like Next month she's gonna have. <laughs> Bruh, she really like you. You need to plan shit like that. Sixteen like, months I don't in advance. Crush her dreams. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. You need more than a month. Yes. Think you she, gotta I get. mean, I get she's all inspired. She is. She's also impatient and a bit ridiculous. You need to get a, a location. You got to get permits for the location. Like she said, you got to get a permit for each fucking artist that's performing like this. You got to get vendors. You mm-hmm. know, you got to do some type of promotion. Because niggas ain't going to just know you having a party that weekend, right? Right. Like, People gotta buy yeah. tickets and Security. shit. She don't know yeah. if it's gonna be pro, if it's gonna be free or not. Like she don't have no legit. She's like I just want to throw a block party. Then invite your girls over to the apartment and treat your apartment complex like the, the block. And the thing is, like the idea is a good idea, yeah. but just like what she said, she's very impatient. So her to be thinking that it's gonna take a month or two to put a block party together. And fucking Inglewood is absolutely insane. You can't do that anywhere. Nah. So, yeah, like, just like what you said, 16 months. And for her, that's, like, minimum. Like, she's indecisive already. I don't really understand. (laughs) And she knows nothing. I don't get her friends sometimes because her friends seem very highly intelligent. And, like, they might have resources, such as Molly. You know what I mean? Molly don't got no time for her or resources for her. That's what I'm saying. Like... If you're going to throw a block party, you want to go talk to Molly. I would think you'd want to go talk to probably Kelly. Both of them. I don't, Molly, I, I could see Molly helping with maybe some, but Molly in her own lost zone of hating on people That's with men in their saying. lives. I don't get Listen, self hater, you know. Yeah, Molly, you would, one would think because of the legal aspects that she could help her out. But yeah, Molly, you know. Ashley over here giving me the Cardi B face. Anybody that's like, you know, because she's just like self-loathing. Like, and so not she's not a good help. And then it's kind of like, well, okay, music. You then one would think, oh, Daniel, but it's like, no, he's no good. Either. But he would be a good see, and that's the thing. Like, she can't. She can actually use those connections if she wasn't trying to do again everything herself. With her mm-hmm. new love buddy Nathan, like dog, no, you first of all, you just met this nigga, so let's not rely on him to be your concubine Clearly. and business partner. Like, let's not do that. And second, you have Kelly, you have Tiffany, who clearly has connections to event planners because look at her yep. baby shower. You got, like y'all said, like Ashley said, you got Molly, who could help her with the legal aspects well, if she could find sir. some time to stop brown nosing up the male lawyer's asses at her job. And Daniel would have connections to people in the, you know, uh, uh, the area where they live at that would maybe want to perform at this event, right? Because you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to get fucking SZA and Cardi to come perform at your little block party. You're going to need people from around the way who have local clout to come through and do some shit with you. Like, that's what you're going to need because she don't have no money either, right? Yep. She don't have no vendors. She don't have no sponsors. Um, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but a lot of those festivals that y'all go to, they just pop up. And like, if you live in Ohio, they have like the Ohio music fest. You're like, oh, they've never done this before. What is this? 
Okay, first of all, those are either being thrown by companies that do parties like festivals like that regularly, so they have the capital to do that, or like some of these hip hop joints that be popping up randomly out of no fucking where. There is some white dude with a whole lot of fucking money that is like, I want to throw a hip hop festival. And their birthday, their president or some shit or whatever, they, their family got money, somebody got money, and they are able to give them the capital necessary to do a festival like that. Because in reality, you don't make money off of festivals like that for like maybe the first three years that you do them. You hope to break even. Most people are in the hole, though. She has no money. And she's yeah. trying to do a block party. You got to pay somebody or you better get some food truck vendors to come through and give you $300 to be able to park their shit on the street that week during the festival because that's how you make your money back. You got to make it from people who want to set up tables to sell t-shirts and shit to promote their whatever, people doing food vendor and shit. You got to get all of that together. And she don't know none of that shit. Mm-mm. So I know, I, know she, I know she came from We Got Y'all, but I don't know who got her right now. So she better get it together, cause this shit is a this shit gonna fail just as just as fast as it started. Yeah, but that's we'll see, we'll see what she do in the next two episodes, cause look like next episode she's gonna be a hot unraveling mess. Oh my gosh, I I'm just mm. I can't wait to talk about the episode <laughs> next week. Next week she has been kept all season, and the trailer, the preview for next week episode, she is so unkept. Just running around she, the streets. And, and, oh, and we, we're going to talk about that and that relationship with Nathan because I have been there and you have met the nigga, Brandon, that I have been there with. So I understand it. Not as unkept, but just the whole communi- lack of communication thing. So, yeah. Ashley has the next topic. I don't need your prompting. Well, okay. Maybe I do. Texting while driving is dangerous. <laughs> while driving is dangerous. Yeah, so uh, we get to see what Molly is doing, and that's when we see that she is in her whole jaded against anybody that found love in their world because her assistant comes in to talk to her. And she's like, Yeah, me and my husband, you know, we're having a baby and or had a baby shower, and he's albino, so we don't know what the kids going to look like when they that's come out. That's not what the conversation was. That That's exactly that was what her assistant said. a skewed up version. Of the conversation. Oh, you tell me what was the what were they talking about? Was, <laughs> what were they talking about? The lady came in, which oh god, when she came into that office, I could understand how Molly felt because you like really in your zone and you just want to do something quietly, and the next thing you know, there's somebody right there. Anyway, so she said, um, my boyfriend and I were talking about what our baby would look like, and there's a lot of possibilities because he's albino. <laughs> So you mean she just wasn't her husband, but all the albino stuff I just said. Was no, the they thing. weren't planning a baby shower either. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You that, those are official. two significant details. Tiffany's baby shower is being planned though. So it matters. I think that was the conversation. You think? Anyway, <laughs> Molly, Molly's whole attitude though. I didn't ask about your man. Ain't nobody asked about your man. <laughs> yeah, the, the hate on that was just thick. Just unnecessarily hating, but that's what Molly do. And the whole the the, the way the scene started was Issa was, while driving and texting, which y'all is dangerous, was telling that's her how she wrecked her car. Remember, mm-hmm. looking at penis and driving. 
That is true. <laughs> well, somebody did. Somebody use that iPhone, that Dropbox shit or whatever to to do that shit. They sent her. Yeah, remember it was the dude with the with the sloped head. Yeah, remember he sent the dick pic and she was like, oh, and then bam. <laughs> yeah, um, that happened. So she um her her and Molly talking. She's telling Molly, hey, you know Andrew, which was Nathan's Asian friend, like, hey. He got your jacket, girl. Go get your jacket. And Molly's like, I'm too embarrassed because I was just, I was, I was falling all over him. I was unmollying myself all over him. So fuck that jacket. <laughs> and she's like, okay. just go get your shit. I, and and at least we know what happened to the jacket. Like Andrew was a true gentleman. He kept that jacket for her. He might have fought a white person over that jacket because I still feel like somebody stole that jacket. <laughs> he just found out who did it and he kicked their ass for Molly. So. That's what that's that's what that's how the con the scene started and then it ended with Molly hating on people with love in their heart. Yes. Yeah. She having some As dark days. Do. God, this is not a good season for her at all. She puts it all I mean, but the thing is, a lot of all of this is, is her fault. <laughs> like, you know, you can't you know how they always said if you put out negative energy, that is what you bring back. And that's what she does. She puts out negative energy. Like she's, she doesn't have any, she, she's overly confident. And that's mainly because she's not confident by herself and she's self-loathing like, Oh, I need to find a man. And then if you think about like the people that were good potentials, like even the dude a couple of seasons ago, um, Sterling K Brown's, you know, um, you know, character, but what you do, you dropped his ass for old seahorse face drove. Mm. Making bad decisions. I can't wait till we get to talking about Dro. What's next, Ash? Um, <laughs> what's next is um how do you know when it's real? You you said T E L. I think you didn't type that correctly. Okay, what is this? Did you read the whole thing? But I think you're referring to when Nathan you know, he said, is this real? Is this real? Remember? Wow, is that what Nathan sounds like to you? <laughs> Let me talk to you about Nathan just right quick, my friends. You know who he reminds me of? I don't know, somebody. But he's just like... What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. He's always rubbed me the wrong way. Why? Because I think he's full of shit, and we're going to find out soon. I don't think he's full of shit. I think he's hiding something that's pretty serious. That's the same thing. That's one thing. I I believe so. Like, when he kind of was, like, kind of off in space for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that was weird I'm shit. sort of wondering if he's schizophrenic because he was like, is this real? Well, the same Are person you... shows up every time. Well, so I mean, if he's schizophrenic, at least he's Maybe consistent. he like snapped out and came back and he's like, Are you real? He's not married from Iron Fist. Like, he ain't gonna hear water <laughs> and all of a sudden turn into a I don't know. I also don't woman. like his beard. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like he should be a redhead and it's bothering me. He is a light brown hair. No, he needs to be a redhead. He I don't know if be. he dyed his hair that color to assimilate for no, the show. No, he might have been a redhead when he was younger, <laughs> but you know, niggas get older and the shit fades. It just and, doesn't look, and, he's, and he's probably mixed with a bunch of stuff. I, so he yeah. just has red I, His he eyes are beautiful, aren't they? I think. He's probably Haitian. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like yeah, something's... like you. There's some people who like you know when they get into the like the sun makes their hair change like a more redder tone. It should just always be that yeah. tone because you hating on this man for his hair though. Like, 
You ain't talking nothing <laughs> about the personality or nothing. I don't know. Because here's the thing. He reminds me of that type. You know what I mean? Like that real pretty type that, you know, they look all... I mean, he is a pretty nigga. hold on. Because you don't have experience with pretty... I uh, uh, I got called a, I got called a pretty nigga a lot when I was young. That's like, not what I mean. Okay? <laughs> like, I think you're a beautiful man. Why you think I look rough now? Because everybody was like, you're a pretty boy. And I was like, okay. I know. When I first met you, you... Fe- you wait, till this, the- wait till this... Wait till this... Wait till this facial hair start growing in the real y'all grown just man listen here. to all this this background tea y'all and being a pretty <laughs> boy is not only about the exterior it is about the interior it is a no, way hold on i'm not done you're not a woman what they got to do with being a pretty boy well, though i haven't been on the opposite end of this of what being a woman and pretty boy it is a lifestyle <laughs> it is a lifestyle why are you telling me about being a pretty boy i like nigga have lived this lifestyle. I, know. So. I don't know why you're feeling like some kind of way. Listen, it's hard being a chubby <laughs> nigga were, pretty you, boy. No, you okay. were a pretty boy up until like 2008. That's right. And then you just straight up stopped. Nigga, because that's, fa- <laughs> that's when my first piece of facial hair, my first patch of facial you hair was like, grew. I don't need to do it anymore. And I was like, I was like, first of all, I wasn't doing it on purpose, nigga. That's just how God built me. Second, I was like, first, this facial no, hair is growing in. What did I in. tell you about calling me? What, nigga? Nigga. That's when his facial hair started growing in. And I was like, oh shit, I can grow a beard. I know. He was extra. He's about to be he real. He was extra cute. And before he had like was. a beard. No, you are cute now. You're more like a man. But he had these braids. I'm more like a man. Like, I'm more like a man. No, like, he was like, he, okay, if you look back at pictures of Brandon. Oh my God. He's, he has aged like 30 years. When wow. I. <laughs> This, this is not gonna sound nice, but it's he knows it's true. Like our graduation picture, he looks like he's fourteen years old, and I'm like, oh my god! Listen to this. <laughs> From college, I was, From I was college. Some, he looks like a fourteen year old. She's saying adolescent. I was some legal tender. I ain't no, trying no, to be legal I'm, tender. I'm not saying that, but we'll find the picture and we'll put it on the social media outlet. I'm not putting nothing on the social Ooh, media I- outlet. <laughs> I, I, Boom. He graduated on the same day. I was looking back at the picture like maybe a couple months ago and I was like, oh my God, there's no sign of facial hair. None at all. <laughs> it wasn't. Completely clean. He looks like he's 18 years old. I'll give you that. 18. Mm-hmm. And he was 23 probably. Yep. Since he stayed next year at college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I started eating my broccoli and drinking my milk. And, and I then grew up. like between that time and 2011. <laughs> Hey, like I said, once once I realized that I was growing facial hair at like 24, I was like, oh, shit, if this continues, I'm going straight to raggedy. Like, I'm straight to it. And, God, I think I've been to the barbershop in the last six years, yeah, like three never, times. Well, you, I mean, while you were pretty and everything, you never had the lifestyle. When I mean, let me just, Oh, no, no, I didn't give a fuck detail. about that. I didn't buy, like, dope clothes Yeah, you didn't, like didn't you weren't matching your outfits. Nah. You weren't asking me if I had gaucho pants on. Nah. You weren't going into my closet. <laughs> nah. We weren't discussing hair. Nah. Okay? Not unless so, she was corn rolling mine. That's the only, the only thing we were talking about. Did you just say corn roll? Yeah, sure. Roll my corns. <laughs> It's the only thing I cared about. Like, if you was corn on my hair. And then I did your hair once. I did it to your... So for for those for those who don't know, it's like, and I am I don't know, like we we live in an open society now. I have no problem with saying this, but this was something I kind of I didn't necessarily hide it, but it wasn't something I flaunted around college. I can cornrow my own hair. Like I don't really need anybody to do it. He was just trying to say, hey, and I was legit. I'm legit. <laughs> I was legit in college a better cornrow than some of the women that y'all was sitting down legs between, like for real, for real. 
Oh, yeah. Done. I could do it with it was, my eyes it was, closed. It was real. I had to, oh, I have to do it with my eyes closed, my own head. Like, I can't look at the top of my head while I'm cornrowing. But yeah, like, I got pissed in high school because somebody was supposed to corner my hair and they didn't. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna need to figure this shit out because, like, when these shits need to be redone, they need to be redone. As long as they lined up in my head, I can pull them out one by one and redo them. That ain't no thing. And I figured out how to do this shit and I got really good at it because motherfuckers, like, like dudes and girls would be like, "Yo, who did your hair?" And I'll be like, "Yo, my homegirl did it." And I'll be in. And you were I lying. Did it. it was really. You. Yeah, I did it. I'd be lying. I'd be like, "I did this shit." So why didn't you? You wouldn't say it was you. I, I at first I didn't, but like as far when we got deeper into the years and I became like a senior and shit, people started like a lot of the girls who did my hair was like, "Yo, who redid your cornrows?" Because I didn't redo them shits, and I was like, like, "Me." I did them. And they was like, nigga, you can't cornrow. And then I would pull one out and they would do it. And I would do it. They'd be like, holy shit, you can cornrow? I'm like, yeah. So why were you getting girls to do your hair? Because I can't line up. I'm lazy. I can't line up my own shit. Like, I'm not going to sit there and part my own hair to do the cornrow. I can do the cornrow, though. So, and you know I can cornrow. No, <laughs> I know you can because I was one of the people that fell victim to yours. Oh, having to be redone? Because this not only <laughs> was a way for him to get his hair done, it was a way for him to chat with the ladies. No, it wasn't. I needed to get my hair done. <laughs> it was. I needed to get my hair done. I ain't, ain't had nothing to do with chatting no, with the ladies. everything to do. I have never fucked with any of the women quick. who did my hair. It except for Ash. Right Ash the only one. my mean girl Christmas party of 2007. I don't know what she's talking about. We're supposed to be talking about insecure. Okay, we'll okay? get back to it. Seriously. Get back to it. Right. This is wifey material shit. Oh. They supposed to be, they, they have to pay for this stuff. The tangent was too long. Yeah. Back to insecure. But yeah, so. <laughs> now that we're done talking about your hair. Thank you. Nathan in the bedroom. Um. So the whole spacey shit tripped me out. Like I got there and he came back to reality and I feel like he, yo, is this real? And I'm like, okay, is this nigga taking too much Molly? Or like what's going on here? I don't think also, I just want to like, I don't know. I feel like he might be bisexual and I'm waiting to see if he's playing like the spectrum here. If he's like <laughs> with her and with a dude on the side. Because it's just, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they just, I don't know if it's just because I look at the way he carries himself and I'm like, he look like he might like guys too. Just free. Right. And that, and I would be in, and that would also might be like part of the reason he left Houston. Right. He was like, I just want to be free. Right. I ain't trying to really be tied down to no Frank girl Ocean like that. Like. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking like, yo, he really like, he's really, really like kind of like touchy and feely with Issa. I be falling hard, and I'm like, I bet you he like guys too. Why? I don't know. It just, it just, it's just a vibe. That's actually a good point because you know, that. I guess we'll get to the end when she kind of has that epiphany, like, oh, I know what, like all what with all the things that happened, and I was like, well, I don't know what's going on, but now that you say that, that definitely could be a thing because. Yeah. I guess, you know, taking back from the Molly situation with, what was his name, Brian, and him coming out. He didn't even say name? he was bisexual. He just said he... Sucked a dick. You know, or yeah, fucked a guy. Or got his dick sucked. Got his and dick then sucked. that was it. He said he yeah. knew he didn't like it, and that was it. And how uncomfortable that made Molly feel versus Issa was like, oh, you know, that's that's not a big deal. But, you know, on the flip side, how would she feel if mm-hmm. he came out and said that he was actively bisexual? Mm-hmm. He never said why he left Texas, did he? He said that what a flood happened, 
in Houston or whatever. And then he was like, just fucking go. Like he didn't have anything left there. He didn't have anything keeping him there after the flood. So he came here. And like you said, dude, that really is kind of Frank Ocean story. Yeah. That's that's, that's like that Katrina did. story. Yeah, that's why isn't that why he left? Yeah, Katrina happened, so he got relocated to Houston. I think he got I think yeah, I think he said he went to Houston at one point, but then he was just like, fuck it. You know, and he went to went to uh LA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is they might be you know. doing that. They actually might. We might have figured they might be like playing Frank Ocean story through Nathan, which would be yeah. cool if they were. That would be actually dope. I think so too. That that's a ooh. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, so what's next, ma'am? That's uh any more Nathan? I clicked something on your phone and it's doing a thing. Well, stop clicking stuff and just read it. <laughs> you don't have to touch the screen. A rocket ship. Yeah, just read <laughs> what's on the screen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to call you like this. The worst. Oh, okay. So, um, that's that's the committee, the clap calls. Listen. Yeah. So, Listen. Uh, so, <laughs> so he's calling on, and, and he says it's it's just like a play on "Sorry to bother you," but it's uh sorry to have to call you like this. And that's what he says before. That's what Lauren says before every call. And when he gets to the last girl, she's like, "Wow, we didn't fuck." He's like, oh, she's like, wow, you don't even know who you've been fucking? The worst. No, no, my bad. She said the worst. Yes. And hung up, which was amazing because each of those words had a period after it. And she was absolutely correct. Like, nigga, you just fucking all these bitches on that couch with no condom. Just random girls. The girl you run next to at the gym. The girl you was at the bar with while Chad was low key crying about his feelings. Just any old body, my nigga. <laughs> the recklessness, and it's kind of like you know, I get the whole. I'm, you know, I've been, I've been in a relationship for X amount of years, and now I'm single. I can do what I want to do, and you know, you feel like you got your little glow up going on as far as for like you said, your job is going well, and you know. You are attractive, and that's fine. You can slang dick or whoever you want to, but at least put a fucking condom on. On the couch or on him? Have the decency. <laughs> Both. That poor couch. Somebody was like, he got to burn that couch now. Like, somebody in our group said that he got to burn that couch. He really do. <laughs> it's got chlamydia in it. That shit got coins and chlamydia in it. Like, that's what he, he got to get rid of that couch. That usher let it burn. Just, just, just. Yeah, he got to set that shit all the way outside. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much why is he fucking like at least he didn't fuck him in his bed I guess but even with that you could change the sheets nigga you can't be fucking people bare ass on microfiber and suede nigga right. like that's pretty much it when, that shit is in the fabric bruh like you gotta get rid of it now forever so this is a public service announcement just keep that in mind when you sit on anyone's suede couch kind of make you understand now why grandmama was covering her shit in plastic she know y'all niggas be fucking on the couch Oh. Y'all gonna fuck on her plastic and y'all gonna be loud, so you can't hide it. That's so gross. Wow. You took it there. I did. I did. So, uh, th- yeah, so he did the clap call. What's next, ma'am? Mr. Robinson's shit. Oh, her neighbor, who is a piece of shit, who is coming back oh. getting his mail with a cup of <laughs> with a cup of Joe. I don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, yo. <laughs> 
this nigga. I'm, I love how they showing like, you know, she finally got a hang of the lift job. And now they're showing, oh, remember her other job? You know, yeah. she's the property manager. Um, she is water hosing shit up the sidewalk. <laughs> and this nigga comes walking past and he looking at her do it. And he know that his dog did that shit. And she's like, Mr. Robinson, could you please not let your dog shit on the sidewalk? And he's like, I ain't got no dog. And then that nigga started barking. <laughs> and he just looked at her and sipped his coffee and, and went the to the crib. sidewalk, even in the grass. Yeah, like Cora has definitely leaked shit out onto the sidewalk, and I at least take a stick and roll it into the grass, my nigga. Like, damn, that's wow, fucked that up. Was descriptive. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. But I also yeah. understand where Mr. Robinson is coming from because when I had Reno up here with me uh, about six years ago at my soul. first apartment, yeah, RIP, my nigga Reno. That's my bro. Ooh, that's, my um, <laughs> that's my little brother right there. Shut up. When when he was up here, they had a $35 a month pet fee at the apartment I was living in. And I used to walk his ass right by the management Openly, office. Freely. And I was absolutely not paying not a dime. for that nigga to be there. Like, Luke here, illegally, because I'm not paying no pet fee. Yeah. And paying, yeah, it's like you pay like the deposit or whatever, and it's like $350. Then you got to pay monthly for him. Nigga, no. I walk him freely too. And then they started saying, like, oh, you got to pick up your dog shit. So, if you know, if somebody pretty much snitches on you, it's like $50 fine. And I was like, Luke shits a pile. (laughs) A whole fucking pile. You just got to walk him in somebody else's neighborhood. I am fertilizing y'all fucking grass. Like, hell no. It starts to be too much, you know, because I was, I mean, I pick it up. But then, like, if it's raining and, like, if there's no bags available, whatever, it's grass, you know? Well. At the end of the day, it's just grass. And there's some people listening to this right now, and they call it all of us savages, but. Like if you damn like it yeah like a smaller dog like if Luke was small no your dog is way too big I would not be picking yeah up. I'd pick it up wild. but Luke old big ass no because you need like a trash Luke. bag no like the thing the thing with it is though so when people in the neighborhood be like please pick up your dog shit I'm like well okay I understand that y'all are upset that people walk dogs around here and they be shitting in the open field like if you have an open field and people walk their dogs there and they shit in it. I try not to let Cora shit in that field. And if she does, because I know kids play there, I'll pick it up, right? I'm just being nice about that. But around the outskirts of the field, them little, I ain't picking, no don't be playing on the there. outskirts. But the, the other thing, the, the other thing with that is too, people be like, oh, it's dog shit outside. You know what else is outside? Raccoon shit, squirrel shit, cat yeah. shit, every animal shits, All nigga. Of so shit. how you know that's my dog shit? That could legit be a squirrel piece. Nigga, them could be <laughs> owl pellets. You but don't Cora's know what that is? It does look like little squirrel pieces. <laughs> That's the other thing. Her <laughs> shit is so small. Yeah. It turns into mud. It's like as disgusting. soon as it rains, it turns into mud as, you know, you know, contrary to uh, or, or as the opposite of the big dogs around here. Niggas be around here walking full grown fucking pits. And when them niggas shit, you can they leave piles of shit sitting on the sidewalk. Now, that's fucked up. Like if you leaving a pile of shit on the sidewalk. That's fucked up. And I'm not. Yeah. Like the sidewalk. Absolutely not. Like Luke always goes in the grass. We hide, go around the tree. We have our little corners, but I'm definitely not doing it. One, just like what you said, we're kids. You know, like it's a beaten path. Kids are always in, and two, especially not on the sidewalk. Like, and in that's other people's yards, people do that here. They'll let their dog shit. I've seen it. I have seen. I have seen white people, prestigious looking white people, let their dog shit in somebody's yard, and I'll be looking at them like, "Hold up, bruh." <laughs> the fuck hey 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 you a nigga 
you doing, nigga? Just letting people shit up, like letting their dogs. I've never caught anybody. Yeah, I've absolutely, and I, I always it's weird because so they make eye contact with you. Yeah, <laughs> and they will do it. Like they will let. They, I watched one old woman. She let she let um her dog play with Cora. And then she proceeded because you you've been where we live, Deidre. It's little paths between the homes, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't no fucking grass there for real. It's like a four by four foot patch of grass in front of people's yards, right? So there's really no reason for you to walk your pet through there unless you just cutting through to get to the other sidewalk. But it be people legit walking through here with their pets and letting their pets shit in people's yards, like on their walkway in their little patches of grass. So people come out to get like. Like they mail or whatever, and they step in dog shit when they walk out the door, and they like, yo, I don't even have a fucking dog. I don't understand why people walk through there. I don't walk through those little coves in my neighborhood with Cora. Like, I don't even want her to be tempted to shit in somebody's yard. I feel bad sometimes mm-hmm. when she peeing people's yard, and now niggas out here got these cameras. Yeah. Because the dude at the end of our shit got a camera set up because people kept smoking near his driveway. And he wrote a sign. He put, <laughs> nigga, he put a sign up that said, do not, because they were smoking and even butts on the ground. In his grass. He was like, hey, don't do not smoke here and don't leave your fucking butts here. Man, I walked Cora one day and that sign a bit up for months. I walked Cora one day and went past there and I seen the motherfucker who was doing it. It's this little Arab dude that lived down the street that um live it's his neighbor. It's his neighbor that live across from him, comes out of his house, walks across to the other side, walks to the back of this dude's house. Sits on one of the little transformer shits for BGE for the power and stuff, and will smoke a whole cigarette right there and be on his phone and then throw the butt on the ground. My man mm. set up cameras, got the camera facing right at that section, so I know he knows him. Like at this point, I know he knows him because mm. this dude was doing it. The cameras was there, but I was like, wow, like the gall. He's sitting in front of the sign, y'all. It ain't like he don't see the sign. He's sitting right in front of it. I'm like the gall of this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It be yeah, and he got right. money too. He got money because he drive like a new he knew he drive like a new Audi or some shit. He got money. He just a piece of shit for doing that shit. But yeah, so <laughs> pick your pick your dog shit up off the sidewalk. But as far right. as like the grass, don't shit in playgrounds. It's okay when you have a tangent. Don't shit on soccer fields. We was having a tangent about my cornrows thing. That's wifey material shit. They want to hear about our lives. They gotta pay for premium. That's cute. <laughs> Even though we just talked about our lives again. We just talked about the dog life. What's next? Uh, <laughs> Did you get lost? Stop touching the screen. It's just so fun because your Stop phone is cool. Stop touching the screen, man. I'm not touching. I'm, sc- I'm scrolling. How did you okay. get down? So, you ever been to Prime and Proper? Prime and Proper. Uh, <laughs> so, Molly, Molly does go and meet Andrew outside of her complex to get her jacket. And um I've been, you know, I've been I've been really going in on Molly for her attire this season. And when when it's been dope, it's been dope. I've given her props. Yo, everything she wore this episode was top notch. Like yes. that was Molly's. I really like Oh yeah. Like the baby child especially that was bomb. That fucking Adidas jumpsuit that she had on. That like was the hot little, too. Mm-hmm. little stomach cutout part. I was like, okay Molly, we like feeling a bit free. But she went home from work and changed into that. To go outside and meet Andrew to get her jacket back. I was like, okay, ma'am. And that's how you do it. And then got surprised because this nigga ain't want to let her go. He was like, hey, hold on, no. You ever been to Prim and Proper? She like, nah. He like, I'm going to take you. Let's go. She likes him. Let's go. She's just in denial. She like, I can't go with you right now, Asian nigga. Mm-hmm. You Asian. She's being racist. She is being racist. 
<laughs> she is being racist. That's what Issa called her out. She being racist. But An- yo, yeah. Andrew's confidence. I like this nigga confidence. Like that's the type like of nigga. Him. Andrew's cute. Like yeah, he's a little bun. He got those swag. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of nigga Molly need. Like a nigga that that looks at her doing her bullshit and it doesn't bother him at all. He's just like, girl, shut up and come eat tacos with me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like like that's... he's real. He's he's assertive and like he's like upfront. And like she needs somebody like that. His chi is his chi is centered. Like that's what she needs. That's why Galant was like when she started bitching to Galant, and Galant was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go fuck Kelly. And he got up and he <laughs> left. And he was like, he was like, here's my boy Andrew though. This nigga be like meditating, and he would definitely listen to your problems. And Andrew sat down. He was like, girl, tell me all of it. I'm here for you. <laughs> he was like, she was like, I'm tired. I don't want to stand no more. He was like, girl, that's what I'm here for. Lean on me. Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to get in there. Like, he actually like her. He, li- You know what it is? He one of them dudes that like women like that. He like women that got these little problems and stuff and need their eyes open to the world around them. Because they got this <laughs> narrow, you, broken Dr. focus. Phil? I'm just saying he he clearly like women that's troubled. Because Molly showed him her all and everything. And he is like, girl, let me take you out. <laughs> She's like, I'm a hot mess. And he's like, mm, I love messes. Let me clean you up. I need to rewatch that. <laughs> so, Andrew perfect with her. Absolutely. They they need to go out. So Orthodox Black. So, they uh Issa, Molly and Kelly are having a conversation. Just just talking, just generally talking about a bunch of things. Molly is talking about not wanting to go out with Andrew cuz she aging and again, I think this speaks to Molly's bouginess with her saying Jewish dudes choose to date jewish women all the time she's comparing herself to one of the most prestigious white men in this country and saying she should be able to do the same why should she have to date asian and kelly is like is that the black one or the asian one and she said it's the asian one and kelly said cool because i'm fucking the black one like (laughs) a lot oh Issa throws her nathan story up in there and because at one point kelly's like she, you know, Issa mentions Nathan and Kelly's like, is that the black one? Is he black too? And Issa's like, girl, chill. You ain't fucking my man. Like, ner- my man. Like, and that kind of, they kind of seen that Issa's. She that. She did, but that's, but that's what this is about. Like her falling hard for somebody and kind of getting the taste of her own. Hey, we'll see how that goes because she, she felt, she wasn't, I don't know. She felt hard, but I think he, he kind of roped her into falling hard too. She, no, he did. Yeah, he, no, kind of getting played. He did. Um. <laughs> he absolutely did. But yeah, like she, especially because the fact of you know here at that particular point, you know he's being very supportive, and you know she's feeling very comfortable with him, and you know I'm sure she's still kind of on this high of, you know I. I got rid of the job that I can't stand and I'm working towards something that I want to do. And he's like I said, he's being supportive with that. So yeah, she's falling. What you got, Ash? Musical Inc. Congratulations on your lights and baby. Okay. Uh, congratulations. I'm just going to read it how you wrote it. Right. That's fine. So Musical Inc. <laughs> is the name of Issa's block party, which they joke her for, roast her for. And it's absolutely deserved because she said it's musical ink, but it's music with a Q because the Q. Q stands for quick. It's really bad. We throw parties quick. 
And it's like, nigga, that is the dumbest fucking shit. <laughs> and she was really proud of that shit. That's what made it worse. She was super proud. That's what she said of that in the name. text. Like, yeah, they said it was dumb too. You were right about the name. So that's the second that's text she sent him because the first text that she sent him was when she got the call from Lyft that they were investigating an incident with her vehicle in her vehicle. And she mm-hmm. texted him about, yo, Lyft hit me up about this incident. Yo, holler back. You never holler back. Now it's nighttime. She's texting him again. And it's like she's looking for reasons to text him now. And because she's trying to get a reply, but she's not getting one. That's the worst feeling ever. God, mm. it's so sad. It's the MIA. Sad, mm. sad feeling. And you just go to this sad, sad place. Just <laughs> you and your phone. Wow. Hopefully that, that person texts you back. A lot going on right there. What's next? Oh, um, they said they what she said. Congratulations to you and your light skin baby. Uh, that was what Kelly Gladys said. Gladys Knight yeah, cupcakes. That was the Gladys Knight cupcakes. Shit, she said. Uh, well, you you explain it because you shit. <laughs> so Ashley Ashley was like, you didn't. I could tell that you didn't pick up on Kelly's comments about the Gladys Knight cupcakes, and I didn't until the third you know, time. Sometimes I watched it. these light skin jokes just go over our head when we're light skinned. I was laughing at something else, <laughs> but you go, go ahead, ma'am. Ex- explain the Gladys Knight cracking up. Oh, cracking up about what? Oh, because she said that the, the color of the frosting and. Um, that it was all white and it wasn't white. Like the picture wasn't white, but she was describing it as being like light and white. And then there's these little chocolate chips that remind you that you're still a nigga. Funniest line. Like that needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt. I, I literally laughed for 20 minutes. Like I paused that shit and was cracking up because the explanation and especially in Kelly's voice, hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations on your light skin, baby. <laughs> what what a treasure. I Gally is a treasure. You hear me? She really is. <laughs> she was so serious too. Maybe even funnier. <laughs> With the chocolate chips She's too. So I was funny. like, wow. What greatness. Yeah, so you have that. <laughs> Well, and then they like made fun of her cakes, you know. Isn't that cool? Talking about that's the backup cupcakes. <laughs> Poor Kelly. <laughs> but, yeah, between backup cupcakes and them, um, who was that? Uh, Molly putting together that diaper cake, and it was like, mm, okay, we'll put that in the bag <laughs> <laughs> over there with the others. <laughs> Don't you just love a bougie party? No, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do no bougie party. Yeah, I can't. No. I would be the one. I, you know what? Kelly did wonderful because me and my male, mm-hmm. no, wouldn't have worked out. They cracked me up, and that's exactly how they are. All the sh- chevron and stuff, gold shit. <laughs> Kelly did wonderful. He did. She did it because you know Tiffany's her friend. Because me and my mouth, I was gonna say something. Mm-mm. All right, what's next, ma'am? Um, reasons, reasons slash. Hey, daddy, she's not a hoe. She just did some hoe shit. So they jump to a bar <laughs> conversation with Lawrence and Chad, and Tiffany's husband shows up. But this is we talked about this before. This is when Chad is in his feelings, and any nigga that starts saying reasons for no fucking reason is deep hurt in his feelings. Like he is wallowing in feelings. 
he is dripping in tears. And he is a super Drake fan at that moment. Mm-hmm. My man started singing Earth, Wind, and Fire. And even Earth, Wind, and Fire would have been like, no, we don't like fans. We don't need fans like you. <laughs> so him and Lawrence are kind of going back for if he won't let Lawrence touch his food. And Lawrence is like, nigga, that's not how you spread chlamydia. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're having this, these conversations. And Chad is trying not to say, it's trying to avoid the fact that he is responsible for his situation Tiffany's husband is talking about how happy he is to really become a father. His wife is a soldier, which I think is a Beyonce reference because later on we see them fucking Beyonce pictures, the maternity pictures. Oh yeah. And um <laughs> and Lawrence, you know, is they're kind of going in on Chad. Chad kind of flips it like, nigga, you got chlamydia. And that's when Tiffany's husband takes his drink to go. But there is also the part where Chad, where where Chad is like, um, you know, my wife should take me back. I would be a, I would be a good husband. That's why my wife should take me back. And Lawrence is like, you know, nigga, you cheated. And Tiffany's husband is like, well, Lawrence, would you take Issa back? And this, this bothered me when they showed this part in the trailer because this was actually in the previews from last week's episode for this week. And I was thinking, like, first off, why do you assume that it's his decision to take her back? Like, at the end of season two, they pretty much, you know, came together on the same page. Like, hey, we both fucked up. We both made mistakes. And we're leaving on clean terms. So this idea that that is still floating around that Issa is the hoe and Lawrence is the victim. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of coming from that question that, that he asked Lawrence. Would you take Issa back? Nigga, would Issa take him back? How about that? Because they don't equal fuckboy shit ground now. As far as I'm concerned, and I know some people listening might be different. No, you said we did do some whole shit. Yeah, Lawrence did some fucking whole shit too. Not matter of fact, I won't even say he did no whole shit. He did some fuck nigga shit, which is just as bad as whole shit if we go in there. And I mean, yeah, did did Issa cheat? Yes, she did it once. And I mean, it's not like she was fucking five million people. She did it, and she felt bad afterwards. So. It wasn't, I mean, it's bad, but, you know, not that fucking bad, as they keep saying. Well, as Lawrence keeps acting like. Right, so. Let's talk about Dro. Dro looks like, where's Waldo? What the fuck is that? Dro looks like Two-Face. <laughs> okay, so she read my notes in order. Um, First of all, that <laughs> fucking prison-striped Where's Waldo shirt that he had on at this baby shower looked a whole ass he mess. He just looks stupid. He looked like Gumby. And then it's the closest horse. He makes me sick. Then I said this nigga part in his hair. Okay, so the part is where the two face comes from because they do a shot of him from the side where you can clearly see he has a Caesar on one side of the part and on the other side of the part he got curly, he got uh finger waves. And I'm like, this nigga two face now. Like, what the fuck, bruh? Yeah, he just he's just a weird looking dude in this whole scene, right? He looks like a kid. The way he acts in this scene is like a kid when he rolls up on Lawrence and he's like, bro, I heard you got some kush. And Lawrence is like, yeah, he said, you know, thank you. God bless you, bro. But I will say one of the funniest things Joe has ever done was point to that damn random ass picture that Tiffany took to meet to be her own icon and was like, what the fuck is that? And he walked away. Because <laughs> we was all thinking the same thing and they had literally yeah. just had a conversation about it, the maternity pictures. Because the other ones was, one was the Serena based, one was a copy of Beyonce, and one was a copy of Cardi B on SNL. 
The other one was just her own idea. I don't feel idea. like this baby shower was about a baby. Like, what's the baby's name? What gender is it? Right now, his name is Baby. Like, it was about Tiffany. <laughs> Absolutely. All baby showers are about the damn mom. I'm, mm. Oh. Yeah, I'm saying it. All baby showers is about the mom. If you're a mom and okay. you had No, it is. Shower. It really is. It's <laughs> not it about really? the damn baby. Most dudes don't want to even be there. like Because it's about celebrating the woman, not the baby. <laughs> it's not about celebrating, like, them bringing a baby into the world. It's about being like, girl, you about to be a mom. Let's throw a party. Oh, like, that that's what true. it is. It exactly. Is. And that's fine. Party for the that's, that's completely fine. <laughs> like, if you want to... Women should absolutely be allowed to celebrate the fact that they are becoming mothers. I don't think up. there's a problem with that. <laughs> but don't be acting like that shit is about the baby. Okay, it's not. It's about you becoming a mom. And again, it's completely fine. You now get to celebrate Mother's Day every year. You get extra presents. Cool. Some of y'all get too because you're the father the and the mother. I guess the emphasis, like with the pictures and stuff, that's what kind of made me go like, oh. Oh, that's Tiffany. Like, where's the baby's name? But that's Tiffany. Bougie-ness. That, that's there. You know, usually you see like you know, baby colors. But even the way Tiffany walked into the room like a fucking goddess. <laughs> she looked like an angel. <laughs> like she floated into the room. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> what is going on here? So, yeah. I don't even... Wow. Um, Maternity Zaris, I guess, sold her that dress because it was a... Yeah, it was angelic. It was angelic as fuck. So what's the, what's the she next... She looked uh, the part. <laughs> What's the next note, ma'am? Well, we said a lot of them. <laughs> Why does the baby hate me? It do it do that baby do. Oh, oh Kelly, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, that was the that was the Kelly scene. So hmm. Um, first off, Natasha Rothwell deserves an Emmy nomination she next year. She does. It's amazing that she's the executive producer and like the right one of the writers and uh, you know, as a side character on this show, a very strong side character, like very prevalent to people, one of people's favorite characters on this show. And for her to pull off that scene between her and Tiffany, like Tiffany did that scene last episode, and we were like, oh, we're getting to see another side of Tiffany. And rarely, we well, rarely, we never get to see a vulnerable side of Kelly. Right. And we really got to see that this episode. And it was it was tough to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I think somebody was somebody said on Twitter and it was, it, I'm sorry, I just don't agree with this. Somebody said on Twitter that it's real immature for you to be jealous of someone's child. And that's not what Kelly no. was jealous of. Right. Kelly was upset that she is losing a change. part of her friendship. Yeah, because when yes. when Tiffany becomes a mother. There are things that her and Tiffany won't be able to do anymore. And we've they've developed that duo bond in this squad of friends, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Molly and Issa are tight. And Tiffany and Kelly are tight. And they're all a group of friends. But even in every group, there's cliques. There's little sub-cliques. And that's how it's separated. So Kelly losing Tiffany, that's why they're showing her more hanging out with Issa and Molly. Because, but that's like something we were normally seeing before. Kelly and mm-hmm. Tiffany were rolling the spots together. They're they're tight, but now they're not. That's her friend. That's her bougie ass friend. I'm sure they'll be fine. Right, and I mean, and that's the thing about friendships, especially as you grow, you know, and get older. There are going to be things that you know that you are going to might not be as close with somebody because of certain life, you know, life choices. Like you. Like, I have a really good friend that, like, is my sister. I call her my sister. 
she, you know, I met her in college, like, you know, we've, we've always been close, but it's a different dynamic now because she's married and she's married with two kids now. Oh. Not, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, like I still love her and we're still, you know, I still consider my sister and I, I'm pretty sure she could say the same thing, but it's a little bit different because I have no children and I'm single versus she has a marriage and she, you know, has responsibilities. Like she has a whole set of responsibilities. So those dynamics do change like that. Like, yeah, she can't go, you know, like I can on the top of a whim, I can just leave and be like, I want to go to, you know, let's take a trip to California or uh-huh. let's go out to eat. She can't just drop and do that. You know, it's, it's, to, it's a, it's just a different dynamic. And you know, that is, that can be a tough thing for somebody, especially with, you know, Tiffany and Kelly being so close to know that like, yeah, things will be changing. And, you know, I think it also was tough for Kelly too, because there were certain parts where she wanted to be included and she felt like she got brushed, you know, brushed aside with, you know, especially with the planning of the baby shower. Like, you know, she said she wanted to plan it and, you know, Tiffany was pretty much just told her, no, it's, it's totally all right kind of brushed her off, but I feel like Kelly wanted to do that for her friend. And, you know, that just kind of, just kind of went sideways, but yeah, like she's not jealous of the baby. Like, no, that's people take things so literally so immature. I mean, is that, does it actually people take it so literally? They do. I'm explain what do you mean? I mean, that's like like teacher said, that's real life. You know, people move on. Not move on, but you know, like they have other things that come about and stuff and your your relationships with people change as you change. And it's on both sides a lot of the times too. Like even if you get I guess like you have a different kind of job or you have just different things going on, like you can't always, you know, be the same as you used to be. Like and it's kinda sad. Like, I remember when my sister got married, at first I was like, oh, when are we going to hang out? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, and then she had a kid, which I love the kid. Well, you like kids. You know, so I get what she's saying because it's like, no, you're not as available. You're not. You're just, it's just not, but you, you can still be close to that person, but it just changes. And then you make new memories, but you know. It's a little, it's, for me, like, Tiff, I find it odd that Tiffany made that statement to Issa last episode. And in this episode, we see that Tiffany has a whole other group of collective friends that none of them niggas know. You know, Blair and uh, Ashley. And she, they don't know any of those people who planned her baby shower for her and showed up super early because Issa and them showed up early to help, but they showed up early on time early. And this other crazy, the the, the crazy crew or whatever she was calling them, the crazy mommy crew or whatever, they showed up like super earlier than that. That's some other real life stuff. Like when you have a whole bunch of friends in your life and then um, some of. Uh, I have so. I'm just not going to. So, okay. So me and Ashley have two microphones in this room, right? And Ashley has this thing where she has to talk freely. You're making me talk so that I can test it. No, I'm no, I'm making you talk. It's (laughs) like he's pointing to me, like say something, and then he's like, no, move your head down. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not like a hunchback of Notre Dobbs. So so I'm not gonna talk 
like this. Okay, so one, Ashley cannot, <laughs> Ashley can't hear her own voice, but I can. Like, I can hear how we all sound. So when Ashley starts talking, I can hear that she's not coming directly into the microphone. Give up. So I have repositioned her microphone like four times to try to put it in front of her mouth. And, just, and every time I do, she decides she wants to turn her head a different way. It's because we're next to each other. I've tried to face it towards me, but you you know, I want them to hear what you're saying because you're saying some intelligent shit. It was not intelligent. It, oh, it was it dumb? All day long. Okay. All day. Since nine o'clock this morning, I have been talking. You know what that's like? You know what it's like to talk? You want to talk to some adults all though? All day, talking to adults. day long and then have to be judged for how you're talking. This isn't, ju- no, this, <laughs> I, I, she takes this as like a criticism of her. This is what you do when you're producing a podcast. I'm a Pisces, damn it. I constantly have to make sure all of us sound amazing. Okay. That's my job. I get it. Okay, Mr. Manager. Thank you. That's my job. I want us all to sound great in our greatness. How am I sounding right now? Fine. It's long. It, it's very difficult for her to just look at the microphone like a talk person and talk to I can't my it. hands and I can't talk without looking at the person. That's fine. See what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm right in front of the microphone though. So just do this. That's all you have to do. Just make sure your mouth is facing the microphone. That's it. Easy. This is one of those moments when if I was somebody else, you know. Not in the relationship with you. Like right now, I'm pretty sure she sounds very <laughs> far away. <laughs> you wouldn't. Okay, so what was I saying? I was saying something real intelligent. About when you when you have a whole another secret group of friends. Oh, okay. So when you like a birthday party, <laughs> you know, like a birthday party. Think of it like this. I have to think. Like in more recent years, I like to keep them small because I don't want to have to think about who's going to get along with who and whatever and whatever. And it's just too much stress on my birthday. You feel me? Like, Mm. back in the day, you know, I would wonder, like, oh, is this group going to like that group? And they're going to meet each other for the first time. And this is all happening right here. Now I don't have to really think about it because everyone who I know is pretty much cool and laid back. But that's some stressful shit. So what they were experiencing was like, okay, well, you know, you have different people who are close to you. They might not always know each other. And there's always going to be that tension, that jealousy there, you know. It's It's just, I don't have time for that. I, I think it's weird that there's a whole another set of friends that Tiffany is bonding with. And it's clear that she's bonding with them because they're like the mommy, the black mommy group. Because the Blair is pregnant. The the woman that was helping set up her event as well was also probably recently through a baby shower or will be throwing one soon. And it's just collective of black mommies who are all probably stay at home. Her name would be Blair. Yeah, she looked like a Blair. In their yoga pants. <laughs> jogging with their strollers yeah that's but that's the group that (laughs) that, and she's kind of done that like she has positioned herself to make sure that she does not have friends that would to make sure that that she's not friendless when she becomes a mommy so she is now hanging with other mommies and other women who are pregnant that's i mean but that's what they are they're going to be mommies right they are going to be black mommies and it's the black mommy collective it's the mommy squad and it's it's hard for Kelly because Kelly is absolutely not going to fit in with those. I mean, those that those women. I mean, oh, look no, at the way I think she'll fit right in. She wouldn't because she ratchet and they not. Well, she's ratchet, but she doesn't. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna say something that's gonna get me in trouble. I mean, she's ratchet, but oh, what are you saying? Because she's not light skinned No, that's not it. Oh, okay. She oh, she wouldn't. I don't think she would fit in with them because me and Kelly have a lot of similarities, and I wouldn't fit in with those type of people like. Kelly's more laid back. Kelly, you know, curses. 
She don't give a fuck. Like oh, they are. I got, I got confused. I thought we were talking about Tiffany. We're talking about Kelly. Kelly is Tiffany's tightest friend. And now Sorry. Tiffany has these mommy squad friends and Kelly absolutely would not. No, fit no, in Kelly's not going to fit in. I thought, I don't know why. Cause I thought we were talking about Tiffany and I thought you got, the we name. are talking about Tiffany. So well, t- you said Tiffany. Oh Lord. And then we switched to Kelly and I got Cause them. Kelly, cause we're talking about how Tiffany has a new set of friends that Kelly is not going to be yeah, a part no, of. She's not going to be a part of that. Sorry. Yeah. And that's what she's upset about because she can clearly see that Tiffany has gone off and got new friends and left her behind with Issa and Molly, who Kelly is cool with, those are her friends, but they don't have a bond that she had with Tiffany for right. whatever reason. I don't know where my brain went. Which, honestly, Tiffany clearly is ratchet like Kelly is or was because when she comes outside to talk to Kelly, her voice completely changes when she's like, first of all, ain't none of y'all niggas stuff over to throw me a baby shower. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that was a nice, that was some nice switching that you just did. That was some cold switching right there. Like, you've been talking to Blair and them. Like all y'all goddesses, you know, blonde hair <laughs> goddesses for the longest he came up. Hold up, nigga. First the fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, yo, okay, that's the real Tiffany right there. So, you know, I don't know. I think it'll wane on Tiffany for after a while because when Kelly left, she was like, where Kelly go? And she tried to act like she didn't know that Kelly's feelings were hurt. And they made sure to show that Kelly was by herself drinking, looking mm-hmm. at all the bullshit, the fake shit, the shit that ain't the real Tiffany that she knows shit. Oh, that's so mean. And then what Tiffany did with the whole Kelly was like, because Kelly even pointed at Molly because Issa was like, I ain't got no money and I ain't got no job. And I was like, true. And then Molly was like, I'm trying to assimilate into this new lawyer firm, law firm, and I'm doing a lot of brown nosing right now. So I didn't have time to throw your wedding. And I was like, also true. And then Tiffany was like, nigga, this is my first baby. Like, we always going to have life shit, but this is my first child. And I was like, true. Kelly stepped in afterwards and Kelly was like, hey, okay, so these two bitches are at fault. Right? They raggedy for not wanting to throw you a baby shower with them raggedy ass excuses. But I did ask you and you said nah, you don't want to do it and I see like Blair's doing it, so what's up? And that's when the real hurt came because it was like, well, Blair's a mommy and Ashley's a mommy so they understand throwing baby showers. It has nothing to do with throwing a baby shower. Right! It has nothing to do with it but that was, she's alienating she's like punishing Kelly as her friend for not being pregnant. That's so messed up because i threw one hell of a baby shower and i'm not a mother Accurate. <laughs> it is not hard <laughs> so that is it's a lot going on in that conversation like kelly is i mean tiffany is being is being kind of foul well, come to think about this how many baby showers have i thrown that is definitely not a criteria that is so mean mm-hmm. that's just wrong you just have to be like you know a party person you know who the best <laughs> you know some of the best people that are like event planners and party planners like probably don't even party because they're, most of their job is centered around them managing shit. And you you can't be drinking, dancing, and getting fucked up if you're supposed to be it's putting the event together. It's all work the whole time. Everyone's yeah. having fun and doing the little baby games with the diapers. And you're back there sweating like, shit, when's the next game going to come out? Yeah. Um, and, and about the, 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 whole, the whole baby. Uh, God, there's so much stuff that we still need to cover. Um, so first, Issa and Lawrence talking. They had a nice little conversation. And I think that helped them figure out that they don't they don't need to be together. They still love each other, but they're cool, separated. Uh, I'm absolutely not eating cake 
out of diapers for your baby shower. That's some nasty That's ass shit. Oh, uh, the chocolate. Whoever decided that needs to get shot. That's that some absolutely nasty shit. Have you guys shit. seen that before? Yes. And That's, what I saw I before was I like, don't, every time I, I haven't, and I'm glad I haven't. No, in person, it's something. even worse. And they put a whole bunch of chocolate in that diaper. That, shit was, that shit's nasty. Um... The Issa's brother, Amal, is always going to be fucking greatness. Uh, nigga, that's crooked and y'all late. Then he turns and he leaves. Because Blair was like, are these your friends? Like, uh, no. And he turns and he leaves. He always does that shit. And then when he tried to rip on Kelly, when he looked at the cake, which is worse, right? He feeding into the fact that Tiffany got these women doing better shit than Kelly could do. And they probably brought them fucking cakes anyway. Um, from like cake balls or some shit. He looks at the cake and he goes, I mean, that cake looks so good. Why would we ever need anything else when Kelly shows up with her Gladys Knight cupcakes? And that's when she hit him with the uh, nigga. Issa told me you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly he can't read because he turned to Issa. Issa was like, why you turn that? And Issa was like, I didn't turn that. I didn't tell her you couldn't read. Nobody knows you can't read for real, nigga. That's not, she said that? No, she, I'm, I'm, I'm adding words to what supposedly they were talking about and whispering. <laughs> she was holding a, like a little fake book with her hands. What did she say? You better midnight train to Georgia, you shits on. <laughs> like, yo, Kelly is wild. Um, so when Dro shows up, Molly looks at Dro and is like, this nigga ain't never got Candace with him. And I said the same thing. And then Candace shows up later. Issa's fucking face when Candace is coming up and Molly doesn't see her. She's like, bitch. <laughs> Candace is here. And Candace, I like that they, sh- that they brought Candace back for that split second because I learned a whole lot in that one moment. Candace shows up. She has no issues with Molly. We find out nah. later that she's pregnant. And you know what? Candace is fucking three times as many niggas freely as Dro's fucking women. That might not be Dro's baby. I, mm, listen, I actually th- no, I think you know what I think it is Dro's baby I think, because I think, I think it's Dro's baby. I think Candace manages her side dick very well, a lot a lot better than Dro does. Mm-hmm. So if they have an open relationship with the way she greeted Molly and how cool she was, she she looked at her and Issa like y'all having a moment. It's a, it's something going on here. Let me go ahead and walk around and greet people. Candace is out there fucking like probably a bunch of rich niggas that's treating her great and then going home to Dro. Like you can't tell me different because she looked happy as fuck. And Molly is oh, miserable. Yeah. So and they both was fucking the same nigga. So somebody was doing it wrong. It was Molly for people who didn't. No, but out. Molly just got caught, like said again. Molly, Molly thought she could handle something, and it it didn't work out for her. Now she's being salty, and the fact of you know Candace is unbothered and about to be a mother. Again, self self pity, self sabotaging. Again, that she made was so sad looking. <laughs> what? 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 That nigga got his wife pregnant? What? Like, how do you have that reaction to a married couple with child? But Well, I mean... Did Molly think she was going to get pregnant by Jero? No. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because in her mind... See, and that's the thing. That's why everybody cannot handle certain situations. She she couldn't handle that situation from the jump, even though she acted like she could. Mm -hmm. Is because at the end of the day, she thought Dro and her were going to be together. Mm. And from some odd, some reason, Candace was going to get pushed out the picture. And that's how a lot of them think. 
when those situations come up that, you know, if I just stay and they see how loyal I am and blah, 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 Deli how good I fuck the dick, like, at the end of the day, I'm, you know, he gonna pick me. Like, she, she, she wanted to be a pick me, and he didn't pick her because that's not how it was set up in the first place. No. Like, he was never gonna leave his wife. Never. No, absolutely not. And if a nigga would leave their wife for you, why would you want to be with that nigga? Right. That, that's the part I don't get. Like, why would you trust that person? Dumb. That's why. Mm-hmm. Just dumb. dumb. So uh, at the end of the episode, I, I feel like that's everything now. I feel like we got it all. So did we talk about, um, I don't know if we talked about Nathan and his disappearing act. So that's the last thing we're going to talk about. I do want to mention before we get to that, that uh, that voice that Issa did for Kelly <laughs> when they were talking to Tiffany in the kitchen. She know, you know, Kelly had to leave. She had some work. She'd be like, bitch, where's my money? And I was like, bruh. <laughs> That voice she did absolutely did sound like Kelly, though. Like, that was accurate. That shit sounded like a Sesame Street version of Kelly uh, hanging out with the Fat Albert gang. That shit was dead ass accurate, and I um, I love that shit. So that that was <laughs> Kelly. Uh, Natasha Rothwell on Twitter was like, "I don't know why Issa did that voice for me. That was that you know fuck Issa for doing that voice." And I was like, "But nigga, that's you." Just That's that, what you that, sound like. That was accurate. I love her hair. She was flossing. Um, oh, just, she was flossing. <laughs> so the the realization that Issa is being played and her putting all of it together, going back and looking through the taxes, this nigga is coming over fucking and he's not been responding to any. He disappeared before, before the Beyonce shit. And he's mm-hmm. disappeared again. And in the next episode, I think he's been gone for like two weeks or something. Yeah, he's been gone for a good little minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so her like putting all of that together in her head and he's like, they, these people, these women can act. The way that you see her face calculating the fuckery. <laughs> and I don't know if she's ever done this on the show before. She broke the fourth wall. So if you acknowledge that the audience is there, Zach Morris used to do it all the time on Say by the Bell when he would talk to the talk to you. I thought she was just yeah. looking stupid. Like, whoa. She was realizing that she could possibly be being served, you know, a taste of her own medicine. Like she is being shoveled her own shit from her past. Karma's a bitch. She's like, damn, am I being played? Like, am I she's like trying to put it together in her head? Like, what the fuck is going on? And I think that look at the end was, you know, was her, it was, it was her looking at the audience like, do y'all know what the fuck is going on? Cause I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. I didn't really, I just think she has nice eyes and they're big and she was just oh, Lord. looking. No, she was breaking the fork. She's absolutely, <laughs> you don't know, you've never seen anybody in a television show look directly into the camera. You're not supposed to do that, that. Cause that you're acknowledging that the audience, you only do it if you're breaking the fourth wall. Oh, so yeah, I'm okay. She okay. looked, yeah, she's breaking like the face Why is that she made creeping was, me out a little bit. I mean, why do I feel creepy? I don't know about that, but she absolutely. I'm, I'm just wondering if this is the first time on this show where she's broken the fourth wall. I think so. I don't. I've never seen her do that, or any of them at that. To be honest, so I think that is the first time. I thought that was an interesting. I thought it was a brilliant way to end the to end the episode. 
because we are on this journey with her. So for her to kind of look to us like for answers with that look, just just mm-hmm. confusion and angst and worry and just what the fuckness. Do you think she re- that's when she realized that's what I said. It, it just gave me this whole like she realized like this is what is going on with him. I don't think she I don't think that she knows what's think, going on with him no. because the whole next episode is her trying to figure like trying to contact him is what it looks like. Her looking like I said, like I said at the beginning, she looks the most unkept in the previews for next episode. <laughs> and she's looked kept. I mean, Issa's been flossing all season. Like a lot of the comments I always see on Twitter about her is, ooh, look at her hair, look at her makeup, look at her clothes. Even when she goes to pick up to pick up those forms in this episode, like Issa don't leave the house looking a fucking mess. That's just something she no. don't do. Right. And in the next episode, she looks a hot ass. Even Molly comments, girl, what is going on with you? Have you, babe? Like she looks a hot ass mess. <laughs> and that is her unraveling. That is her, like, I can't be getting played. So I can't wait to see next week's episode. Uh, and you know the, the, you know I like I like I said earlier when we started the episode, like I've been, I, it hasn't been to the point of the unraveling of like not washing my ass or coming out of the house looking all kind of way, but the whole, you know, you like somebody and you think it's it's going well, mm-hmm. and he's giving you the signs that it's going well, and you know the things, especially if. It makes it worse when if you haven't had that support previously, you know, and especially if it's somebody that you feel like they get you, it makes it worse because, of course, you're going to fall a little bit harder if you don't have that self-awareness. But and I think that's the thing with her. Like she did that. He he was giving her all the things that she felt like she needed in a relationship or toward working towards a good relationship. And like the fact that he clearly has, he's hiding something and he also has uh, commitment issues because, you know, for one minute to say that, and then the next minute you just go MIA, that's, you know, definitely commitment issues. Uh And that, that's some shit because, you know, here you are, you're having like a lovely conversation in the bed and, you know, he's, giving you like I really like you you know words and vibes and you know shit like that and you feel comfortable enough to be as open to him and it's like you go from that and you probably had some good ass dick afterwards and then next thing you know oh he's gone (laughs) and you can't contact him and then on top of that it's like you've been calling 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 you get Molly to call the phone call and he don't pick up but then after you text him about the whole Lyft shit, he and he calls Lyft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can, he can call Lyft and, and, you know, call enough for them to close the case on, you know, that Lyft investigation. But he can't talk to you at all. He can't text you at all. Like, he just goes completely MIA. And I think, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he, he mentioned in... The, the previous episode that he was staying with the Andrew guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, too, she kind of, like, tags along with Molly in hopes to see if, you know, she sees him. Yeah. Which is just as bad. And, and we have to take... <laughs> we, we have to remember that when she first meets Nathan and he gets into that fight with Old Boy in the back of the car, even though, you know, Old Dude started it, 
he hops out and he runs away. He can't be connected to, I don't think that he can be like, I don't think he can talk to cops. I don't think he, I think he got some legal issues. Legal issues. Yeah, right. he can't because as soon he was like, I can't, I gotta go. I'm sorry, I gotta go. I can't. He literally like oh, runs away. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So he, he's got some legal shit going on where he can't get caught up with police because they might pull his record. And maybe there's a warrant out for him. Yeah, maybe he's got a warrant out. Maybe that's why he left Texas. That could possibly be why he left Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a warrant for him. He could have been in jail. And it could be too. It could have been in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, something with the flood. He slid on out and he, sl- you know, and he just left. Because, you know, because what did he say? He was that he was a barber. But he, you never. He didn't want to be at a chair nowhere. Yeah. He don't want to be tied down to one shop. Mm. and like you start to you start to if you were to go like, back what does he do so i think that's what I, I think that's what east is doing i think she's going back through everything that he said throughout the season and this nigga is not tied down to a chair so we never actually see him with a job mm-hmm. uh she don't know where he live at because he always asked to come to her crib he always meet yeah. her somewhere mm-hmm. his voicemail ain't set up on his phone right Mm-hmm. And like, there's like, if she the realization of if I needed to find him, I don't know where the fuck to start because I don't know shit about him. But what he's told me, which exactly. has all been vague shit, it's nothing concrete. Mm-hmm. So, so if he ups and leaves. I don't know anything. Yeah, she was so wrapped up in herself, she didn't really ask those questions. Yeah, well, she was wrapped up in the whole them bonding, like him encouraging her to do her own thing, and right. And she never thought she, she, like you said, she's so wrapped up in herself. She never took the time to be like, Hey, why we don't never go to your place? Why do we don't never? And then she calling this nigga, her man, but you don't know shit. What's your man middle name? No. <laughs> yeah. Wrapped up in yourself. Wrapped up in those feelings of this feels. And then of course it's not helping either that he's, you know, low key confirming the things that she wants to hear, which is, I really like you, you know, like, oh, I've never done this before. And just off of the the feeling of newness and excitement and, you know, like you're going off of that. Yeah, you, you really haven't sat down and, you know, yeah, ask the important questions like, what's your last name? What, you know, okay, you want to be a barber? Like, what do you do now? Like, it's it's never been like that type of stuff. Like, you know, when she met him at the taco, you know, ran into him at the taco joint, like he said his client, what, was late or bailed out on him or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Which could be a definitely bold-faced lie, you know? But, yeah, never, they just never had, like, the sit down and the, the talk. But it's just, it's a lot of it's because she's, she's, she is working off a of feeling, She's not working off of logic. And, you know, again, like I said, he's not helping that either. But, yeah, she's just not being smart because these are all the things that she has yet to have, feelings that she's yet to have in previous relationships with the Lawrence and even with Daniel. Like, the newness is is there. So that's what, you know, the logic of asking, like, particular questions is just out the door. And now when she wants to ask them, he's not around. Yeah. No, I, I think like everything we've all said here is dead ass. He is a mystery. Like he is a legit mystery. He is an enigma and she don't know shit. And 
she cannot feel like she's being played, which is what we're going right. to see next episode. She cannot handle that shit mm-hmm. right now. You know, he, he I mean, he kind of encouraged her to do some of the shit that she's doing. And now to find out that he might not be for real. Mm-hmm. That, that's wild. That's, I know that's some hard shit to deal with. Also, we found out these niggas' ages. Like, I'm glad Lawrence was like, he's 32 years old or whatever, 33. Like, that gives me a better idea how old these niggas were. Because at one point, I thought he was supposed to be like, I didn't know how old they were supposed to be. Right, but they're in their 30s. Yeah, acting like this, doing this shit. I've always well, I mean... <sighs> nah, y'all right. He's older than that, like... Both y'all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you thirty? Oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Ash, you got anything else? Um, no, I think we captured it all. Then we captured it. That's Ash's way of saying, damn, these reviews are long. Which she's right. These what? reviews are always long. I, I did not say that. I mean, it's a 27-minute show, and we just did a 90-minute review for it. So, uh, But just think all the shit that's on long. Twitter. When I don't even look at Twitter when I watch Insecure, but they are like think pieces. Of days on shit like that. Like, I saw a long-ass thing piece this morning, and I was like, oh, okay. Which is funny, because when I see that stuff, I always think it's not that deep. And then we do this podcast, and I'm like, oh, it's so deep. Oh, that was deep. It's so deep. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's 90 minutes worth of deep. It's three times the the running time of a show. That's why have a quality show that you, for 30 minutes, you can have people talking about this for days and have think pieces on it. Yep. Because it's so relatable. Yep. So, um, yeah, everybody, y'all know what the deal is. Uh, thank you for joining us, Ashley. Thank you for filling in for uh, Twan and Joy. Uh, Joy had a, a concert, I think, to go to. She's J-rocking it out tonight. And uh, I don't know what the fuck Twan is doing, but he's doing something Twan. other than this. So Twan is absent, and I is, was happy to substitute. Yeah, he's absent. And <laughs> we are not doing, it doesn't look like we'll be doing a 40 Acres episode this week. Oh, really? Which is kind of sad. I wanted to talk about Wanda Smith. I really did. I did too, but I, yeah, Thursday, I was like, when you texted, I was like, nigga, I can't do Thursday. I thought we were going to have podcast Wednesday. That's what I, but I, I forgot to tell y'all to be no concert oh, in DC that's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. I remembered to tell myself. Oh, no, I, I have a great feeling like this shit is going to continue. Oh, no, 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 no. We still going to talk about it. Like, I'm going through these clips. Like, we going to talk about her and her just ashiness. And her lying. Like, lies. Like, they even have the videotape of the fight with Kat. (laughs) So, so just a preview. Did you hear the response her husband gave and the response that she gave to the suppose that he pulled a gun on Cap? Which I believe he didn't because they're saying in the, in the tape, that he does not pull a gun, a gun. He's saying that the gun fell on the ground, but there's mm-hmm. the officers are saying he actually did not pull a, a gun on Cat Williams, which is fine. Cat Williams is, is definitely a pathological liar. Um, but them niggas is some liars too, because the same exact way that Wanda described the story, I mean, like same words, y'all, that she used, her husband used <laughs> when he told the, to, told the story. Mm. Okay, so I'm like, oh, y'all niggas sat and y'all making a murder this shit. Y'all sat and rehearsed. 
It ain't too many niggas that's using the term beeline to describe how a nigga is, is walking. And they both said it the same way. Then she was like, he made a beeline towards me. And her husband was like, he made a beeline towards my wife. I'm like, bro, I ain't heard beeline so many times in one hour. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas like got this story straight together. So she full of shit anyway. Like Frank should have, Frank is a really nice guy because I would have yeah. aired her ass out again on the radio. I would have too. Cause now, you know. Like the thing was at the end of the day, you just you got dragged, dragged in, in your feelings now because it's, it went viral and people are joking about it and you're trying to act like you're the victim and you're not and people know you're not the victim, especially people who listen to the radio y'all on the radio all the time and know you you do this to everybody you overtalk people you be trying to be jokey and you just got yeah you got dragged you and then the thing was like. You talked about his hair, and then you try to sneakily be like, oh, well, I'm about to go to commercial. Like, like that was going to save you. No, he got in your ass. And then I don't even think he, like I said, he wanted to do more. Like, that was lightweight for him. He he gave her, like, the, I'm not going to really get into trashing your ass like I should. And, but regardless, she was in her feelings. And if you're supposed to be a so-called comedian, the stuff that he's saying wasn't even nothing. No, he went light on her, but it was so bad because it. Cat Williams went light on her, but it was made worse by her responses that were just all terrible. Mm-hmm. They were just bad. They like he he didn't even go in. He didn't wild out on her at all. Mm-mm. So yeah, but um, that's what we would have talked about on the show this week. So y'all have to wait till we do that. And um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and schedule us to do some eargasm reviews for uh no names album and for six blacks album which i need i don't know i need to give him another listen i'm i'm disappointed i can say that right now i'm disappointed with his album but that's just how i'm feeling there's some songs i really like and then there's some songs i'm like what i'm very disappointed because they're the ones the the song one of the songs that i think is the dopest he's like yo you know if niggas gonna be mad if i don't rap so let me go ahead and rap on this joint and i'm like but this shit is dope why wouldn't you do this more on the album like Mm -hmm. six black can sing but he not a singer and he like he really in his own box he really trying to sing on this joint and i'm like bro these ballads I like yeah. you because you had a trap or you had a thorough trap R&B sound. And mm. this is you trying to get on your weekend trap R&B with this Nigga, I this, just <laughs> this is not it. Bro. I was like, sir, like you had your you got a good way. Like you sound just like this recorded as you do live. Like you sound like Six Black. You don't need to try to sound like the weekend and a lot of that stuff like the ballad sounding the weekend ish, and I was like, no, no, no. What are we doing, sir? Here's the question: but the stuff that see, that's that that's you, that six black sounds so good. Here, here's the question: This is the question that I asked myself halfway through the album. Right? I was like, <laughs> how many of these songs could actually be played in the strip club? And that's how I know it's not a it's it's not hitting me like a six black album because Mm-mm. every song on the last joint could be played in the strip club, and I was yeah. like, 
these 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 are Dalish six black ballots are not getting played in no strip club. Like ain't Hell no coins getting tossed at you no. during this track, yo. Like you know, yeah, like switch and some other ones. I was like, okay, this is six black. This shit by. But then you, yeah, the ballots. I was like, what are we doing? But yeah, we're gonna do a review, actually going track by track into more detail, so we can like li- like listen to some of these songs and kind of talk about why they just. <laughs> I want him to go back to struggling. Like I just, I just need that struggle six black because this is he too cocky, too confident right now. He got all big name features on his shit. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh shit. I was like, I don't know how this. I don't want to hear future saying at all. And that was not. And he sounded off on that song. He was off, but both of them was off. Like, well, when that's your partner, that you know, when y'all doing a duet, that's not really. Oh boy, Um, it's a lot going on. So yeah, um, and then No Names Project, I think it's just. It's so phenomenal. Good. That is my God. Like it's so many, it's so much amazing use of wind instrumentation on her album and her features. That fucking Smino and Saba track is godsend. Bomb. So bomb. <laughs> it's so many good oh. tracks on that shit. Um, so yeah, like the one that sounds like it was Knife Wonder produced. I was mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, it's a track on there. God, I can't we do this. It's a track on there that when I first heard it, I was like. I bet you Fonte would have loved to be singing on this, but I'm so glad it's not him singing on this because <laughs> he would have fit, but it would have been Fonte. And I would have been like, it he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had the range that this guy has, even though this this definitely sounds like some foreign exchange shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like in in Fonte like has his lane, and I do feel like he would have been good for that chorus, but he this guy who did it, it was better. And it still had that feel of Fonte to it mm-hmm. so it was it's, it's interesting listening to her project right she was like i'm about to be raunchy and she's definitely raunchy on this album so i'm just waiting for the vinyls to go on sale because again her artwork her cover artwork is amazing and i need that on vinyl <laughs> so i'm just waiting for her to put them yeah. just on sale on her site and her tour is up so her tour dates are out for this project. Oh, nice. Yep. I'm just waiting for them tickets to go on sale because cop. We're going to that show next year. Oh, I think it's coming through this year, actually. It might, no, actually, it might be January next year when she comes through here. But either way, I'm going. So, yeah, I'm definitely going. Fire. All right, y'all. We'll have let you next time. Insecure, Boop 2 Podcast, where we do television show reviews. Where's my 40 Acres Podcast Network? Ashley was here. Phenom was here. Mr. Love was here. here. Oh, Ashley went back and put her headset on. Just she sounds like she's calling in as a caller. And yeah, let's go ahead and end this. We'll highlight y'all next time. Uh, peace.